Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Time now to bring in. He is one of the best ones out there covering the Penn State beat on a consistent basis, and that is Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. And, Frank, it was great to see you Saturday in College Park. You too, Steve. Thanks for the great introduction and for yet another wonderful Joe Paterno story. So, <laughs> never too many of those. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had I had to tell that one. I don't think anybody knew about that about the uh, what the George Paterno story. I'm gonna have to, Anytime I'm gonna... you go cross country in the middle of the season, right? Things happen. It, yeah, things happen. Uh, but here's a hint. If you have a flight from New York to Los Angeles that does have a stop in Detroit, don't get off the plane. <laughs> That's your advice, right? Uh, a message then. from this station and the Ad Council. All right. <laughs> okay. So, Frank, uh, you watched the game on Saturday as you've evaluated this team in game number nine. What were your thoughts on this performance? I mean, to me, I come away thinking <laughs> – with all with a, so much talent on the team, but with a lot of uneven moments, I mean, it seems to me at least that they would have their they're in their best mental emotional state, I would think, after that game because they dominated in a lot of ways all three phases. Maybe the best they've done that all year, or at least since the beginning of the year, to me. And if you're doing that at this point. Right when you really need it in the stretch run before your biggest game of the season, no matter what else, that's at least a good starting point. I mean, that's a good place to be. What did you think of the performance of Drew Aller on Saturday? Night and day from Ohio State, for one. I think he just looked confident and almost like freed. I don't know. That's even the right word, but he just he didn't look he didn't look like he was there was any weight on his shoulders. Where I don't know at times it, it did before, like maybe not trying to make a mistake, not trying to do everything absolutely perfect, and it he just played. And I think it's the what you saw against Maryland. I think to a lot of people is the quarterback that you expected for a long time because he's always had that arm to make those throws, but he was. It, to me, was helping his receivers. You know, a lot of times I think people talk about the other way around, how the receivers help the quarterback, but anticipating where guys are, making the quick decision, the release, I think he made his receivers and tight ends even look better. And I think that's a skill that he has. And I, it was on full display. He looked confident beginning to end. So, you know, a great sign for this Saturday. You look at Keandre Lambert-Smith, who has been the primary target along with the tight ends. What can it mean moving forward if Dante Cephas can balance it out and do on a consistent basis what he did on Saturday? Well, it's huge because that's the one thing, right? I mean, Penn State has always, a lot of times, has had a really, not just a number one guy, but they've had a couple other guys that you know, opponents had to worry about. They had to concern themselves with. Maybe not so much this year, and that makes life really hard on KLS. You know, if if everybody's right. focusing on him, so he gets help. 
And Dante Cephas was supposed to be that guy with all his experience. Well, it seems like maybe he was trending in this direction for maybe a little bit of time, at least behind the scenes, and now he's there. So that's big. But, I mean, it's just like one play in that game Saturday that I just go back to him and Drew is that, one, you know, Drew pump fakes, holds the defense and just fires a rope to Keandre running through the middle of the field. It went for 38 yards, and it was like, that play is there, but it really hasn't maybe been there. Mm -hmm. hasn't worked. It worked great, and I think there's more of that, and I think Dante Cephas just can help with that. You know? Got to worry about him. We know, we've seen with Nicholas Singleton, a couple of kickoffs, including the the 51-yarder he had on Saturday, and what he's been involved in the pass game. But the last couple of games... The guy that's had the better success running the ball has been Catron Allen. What have you seen from him? Oh, my goodness. I want I want that guy to be running full steam and the number one guy to start Saturday because I think he's his physicality, Steve, is off the charts. He wants it. He, you know, he kind of he doesn't just get his yards. He makes opponents pay, and I think that pays a toll. And he, 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 he embraces that, and I think that's – hard to find right a guy who has his talent at finding yards finding crevices making short quick moves in traffic and then going the right direction really fast i mean and then he wants to make contact and i think it hey when when did you see a cartoon play like the carrying half the (laughs) line in the end zone like that you know so love nick singleton and nick singleton always has a place great kickoff returner. I mean, I think utilizing them to both to their strengths right now, Saturday to me is the best thing. And that may mean running Catron more as a tailback. Well, now let's get to the defensive side of it. Um, Abdul Carter did a lot of terrific things last season. Did you see a lot of the old Abdul Carter show up on Saturday? Yeah, and we were waiting for it, man. I mean, it's like we everybody saw what that guy could do in the backfield last year as a pursuer, a rusher. And the plays really just, for whatever reasons, just weren't there. I think he came in the Saturday with just two tackles for loss and a sack, nice. and that's not him. Not right. with his talent, not with his size and speed. And so then you saw it. And James talked about it a little bit today at his press conference. It was, goes beyond the statistics. It's the feel that he has that when you see his performance he's all over the field so it's not even the number of tackles I mean he made life pretty hellish on Talia right because mm-hmm. even if he didn't get there he was rushing he was he was a presence you had to worry about him and I, he's got to be able to do that and it, and it means more when you don't have your two two of your defensive ends that are good rushers right you, you have to have Abdul Carter's ability there and this was, to this point, I, I think the best passing game they were going to see going in going into the game. That was the mindset and the thought process. Now McCarthy's a better quarterback, in my mm-hmm. opinion, no 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 doubt in my mind. But as a passing game, this is a really good passing game. What was your thought on how Penn State played him? Really well, because and and, it's, and the statistics. And you've seen games like this. You probably think maybe a Doug Flutie or. 
Talley completed 17 straight. He was really good, but but it wasn't beating Penn State. And I don't think you ever got the sense that he could have completed 40 passes and wasn't going to beat Penn State because Penn State knew what they needed to do defensively and and were right there, right? I mean, giving up the completions is fine if you don't let them get what they really need, which is the big plays, right? They weren't giving up much yards after catch. They were playing them tight playing them without making mistakes. They weren't missed assignments. It was kind of reminding me when Penn State would play Purdue and had Drew Brees and some of those quarterbacks. They could rack up all the yards they wanted, but they weren't going to beat you in the end zone, and they weren't going to beat you in the game. And I think, yeah, Penn State's secondary played a very refined um, game, did the things they just they just needed to do one play after another, Right. Not heroes, just really sound. Part of any formula that, to winning is going to be playing well on special teams. It may be, I know everybody says it's a third of the game. It's not. You and I both know it's about 17% of the game, something like that. Mm-hmm. How well do you think Penn State has played special team-wise, not just this game, but really the past month? Yeah, I think they've exceeded expectations. I think that would be the one area of the team that has gone above what you thought. And that's hard to do, right? When Penn State comes in with so much hype around the season and and players on both sides of the ball, I think people had concerns, especially about the kicking game. And I think that, you know, Riley Thompson and Alex Falcons probably maybe two of the most improved players in, in a sense. I mean, how reliable they become, especially field goal kicking. I mean, he's automatic. I mean, I think the kicks in Maryland, maybe the last one could have been good from 60. I mean, he just looks dialed yeah. in, and I yeah. think that's huge. And, and they've been good on coverage teams for a long time, and that's continued. And Daquan Hardy, you know, you get to see it much in Maryland, but you could argue he's the most explosive player. He get votes for most explosive player in the team at the moment. Yeah. And I, that could maybe that you know who knows what Michigan's going to do punting the ball, but that's a weapon back there. All right, so I said earlier that one thing that's interesting about Michigan to me is that I haven't really watched them play that often this season because they haven't had a game I was interested in watching. Now I'm going to watch them obviously, this week to get ready for the game. It's not like I don't know anything about them. But they haven't played what you call interesting games. Like going into the week, the matchup's like, hey, you know what? I need to watch that. That should be terrific. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ohio State, Maryland. I mean, like, interesting matchup. To me, they haven't had anyone. Have you even watched them this year? No, not one bit. And part of it's our job, right, because we're tied up a lot of Saturdays with Penn State. Sure. To me, they just—they're just a nondescript machine, um, and yeah. that's not to be negative necessarily. No, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah, I mean, but kind of faceless. I mean, everybody knows JJ McCarthy, maybe, and they know they have two great running backs, but they just seem like they just 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 roll down the field no matter who they're playing. But there's—but what do you know about them? In meaning, in in any type of tough situation, I don't think they've really had. I mean, they played in Nebraska, but they haven't played in a really hostile environment, I wouldn't say. 
No. They haven't played much away from home. They've played – they barely have played really a team with a winning record. Now, granted, a couple, few of their teams have winning records. Right. Right. Rutgers – I think Rutgers is actually a good team. Not a great team. No, no, no. They're, I think Rutgers is a good team. Could you make the case that that's the best team they played? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay, well, that's, that's no knock again on Rutgers either. But, I mean, come on, we're – we're in a getting toward the middle of November, and that's the best team you played. So how do they react in a different situation? Maybe they are so good at being dialed into what they're doing, maybe it won't matter, but I kind of have to see it then to believe it, right? Because you haven't had a chance to see it yet, which is really unusual. I don't know if I can remember a season when a team as such has gone this far without really being tested in some ways at all. And you know my theory on, on all this is always that, hey, the really good teams aren't in close games. I mean, there's a reason why you're not in close games. You're really right, right. good. Right? But you do get to that game where, like, you know, so let's take Duke basketball. Duke basketball was rarely in any close games with Mike Krzyzewski until they got to play North Carolina, you know, and then they get into those key games and then they got into close games because both teams are really good. Uh, but that's where they are right now. They're a really good team, and they haven't really played anybody that is athletically on their level. And I'm and I'm wondering too is it's just simple adversity, and this may not even have to. This may just be circumstances. Have they really had to deal with anything other than the investigation and scrutiny around the team? But I mean, on the field, have they had to deal with really anything going wrong? Much I know. I think JJ McCarthy might have threw a few interceptions early against like. I don't know, one of the non-conf Bowling Green or something, but I mean, right. really. You know, so I, I go back to 94. I mean, Penn State played a couple of difficult teams early in that season, but adversity, did they have a lot of it? And then they go to Illinois, and they have all kinds of adversity, right? Right. And, you, and they're rolling over most people, but they you saw how they had to deal with it. And like you said, the good teams deal with it. And I just at some point Michigan is going to have some things go wrong when it matters against them. And I don't know if that's happened. So, you know, will this Saturday, can Penn State make that happen in a way this Saturday? Right. Look, Michigan may be this good. All right. Could be. Let's, let's give credit where credit's due. They may be this good. We know how terrific the running back quorum is, and Edwards is a terrific receiver. We know that McCarthy is just, every year he gets better. He's a good quarterback. And Roman Wilson and Junior Colson on defense and Samra still and, and Will Johnson and Page. They've got players. But to be honest with you, in this particular year, I don't know on this day actually how good they are this year because of what you just said. Yeah, and I think their running game is every should be every bit as good. It hasn't been as dominating maybe statistically. And they did they weren't even really great running the ball last week. Against yeah. you know Rucker you know I mean Purdue yeah Purdue is not a bad defense right they got a good defensive right. head coach but yes they weren't great they they don't have the numbers they have the same guys at running back they don't have the numbers I think JJ McCarthy though to your point is such a key because mm-hmm. I don't know he's if you know can you rattle him can you get to him can Penn State's pass rush or any pass rush get to him quick enough consistently that's might be more important than even the run game. Penn State, I think, has really solidified their rush defense attack overall. Maybe they're not 
suffocating against every single opponent, but they're, the numbers are there, right? And they're, they've improved a lot in the last year since when they played Michigan before. So uh, to me, J.J. McCarthy is a guy they have to be able to disrupt. And yeah. they did. I don't think they did that as much as they needed to against Kyle McCord throughout, mm-hmm. so they have another shot at that. And I think Abdul Carter, we mentioned, I mean, he's got to be a guy. Can they get Chop mm-hmm. Robinson and Amin Vanover back? But I think yeah. they gotta they got to mess with J.J. McCarthy somehow. Always a pleasure, Frank. Always appreciate the great analysis. Oh, absolutely. Look forward to seeing you Saturday, Steve. Sounds great, Frank. Thanks so much, my friend. Okay. All the best. That is Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Does great work. Great to have him on the show today.